hate how gay and stupid I am because literally any picture of Cody One, I'm like, wow, that's really powerful. Rest in peace to Obi-Wan, but if I was there, Cody's chip wouldn't have gone. Oh my god, <laughs> shut up. Order 66, but I'm different. I'm Start your sublight engines. It's time for Brew Pulp's Pod Race, a queer Star Wars podcast. Welcome back to another week of chaos. I'm Claudia. Uh, use she, her pronouns. You can find me on social media at Claudia says, K-A-L-U-D-I-A says. Um, and my gender of the week is um, Bohemian Rhapsody Boba Fett, who we j- literally just met before recording this um, on the uh, Star Wars Visions panel. Hey. <laughs> I'm I mean, not gonna I lie. With you. Him with a mustache is very powerful to me. I am thinking about <laughs> Freddie Mercury stash win. I cannot believe that you didn't say Boba Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, oh my god, this opportunity. Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> um, my name is Ollie. My pronouns are they them. You can find me on social media at Ollie Fresh, Fresh with a PH on pretty much every platform. And my gender this week is babysitter, but it's Sid. I. It took me such a fucking second of being like, okay, cool, bit. Oh, like, I'm okay. Well, I'm um, upset now. Uh, also, just so you guys know, we are short one host this week. Mel is not here, but just so you know, their pronouns are they, them, their social media is at Grunkle Rex. And they did tell me their gender this week is Omega entering her Thrawn era. Because if you guys, if you guys watched the episode, which I assume you did if you're here, um, Omega did pull out her strategy moments. Um, I just, that's just what it was. It's like poetry. Um, okay. I can, I can go next. I'm Noah. You can find me on social media at the Jewish Jedi and my pronouns are he, him. And my gender this week is Goodwill Hunting with Robin Williams starring Omega. (laughs) I hate you. That's just the energy I got this entire episode. I was like, this is when she goes to Harvard because she's good at calculus. So I'm Jess. My pronouns are they, them. You can find me on most social media at Kawaii Jessio. And my gender this week is Bolo with his hands on his Weekway life partner's shoulders. Also, I did learn his Weekway life partner's um, name is Ketch, so... <laughs> Not his weekly life partner. Bolech is my new OTP. Okay, so now that you know everyone's names and what our whole deal is and the energy we're bringing to the table this week, let's talk about the Bad Batch. Um, This episode was called Common Ground. We had all said, oh, Common Ground is going to be the one where the Bad Batch like finally teams up with Fennec or Saw Gerrera. But no, (laughs) it was not. That being said, there were a lot of good parts in this episode so let's get into it does anyone want to take the lead we do begin with um the bad batch getting sent off on a mission and hunter being like omega girl stay here i Um, would like to say that the episode the episode opening was incredibly adorable because they were just kind of hanging out with epic daughter omega moments like i'm here for the mission but the fact that they were like let's just go walk around with her I loved that because like she's she's been becoming a part of the team like a lot more like substantially but they all were like this is our daughter Omega who we would kill someone to protect. I just I just love how he was acknowledging he was like yes she is baby she shouldn't be coming with us on 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 missions and she's like but I'm a part of team and he's like no 
your baby. Like, I wish he had just said, like, been like, oh, the Empire wants you, whatever. I'm like, no, you can just say, no, you're literally baby. Like, you are nine. <laughs> I was thinking that as well. I was like, I know that the narrative is supposed to be like Hunter's the one in the wrong because he wants to leave Omega behind. But I was like, if I was in that situation, and we're also assuming that Hunter, because he has accelerated aging, is between the ages uh, biologically of like 18 and 24. <laughs> so I'm saying if that were me, I am 23 and I was in charge of a literal 12 year old, I would probably be like, whatever I have to do to have you not in my responsibility during a very stressful situation i will do so i kind of agree with him on that i yeah i agree especially like he was in the right though because it's just like you literally were almost just kidnapped we cannot risk you getting almost kidnapped again you will stay here we want to keep you safe I also sort of love the idea, though, that the Bad Batch were like, look, we love you, but we just can't deal with getting hunted down by bounty hunters at the same time we're trying to do a job. Like, it makes it a lot harder. <laughs> I Yeah, be like, hey, Bessie, like, we, we are a specialized military group. We cannot be bringing a child with us. I hope you understand that. Like, um, it, it just is very... I'm also reading Chaos Rising right now, so between this episode and Thrawn being like, yeah, nine-year-old, let's learn how to drive. I, Spoilers for Thrawn Chaos me. Rising. Um, so, so, so the planet they go to is Raxus. Um, somebody correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe the planned arc or one of planned arc that was supposed to be like that turned into some of the some of dark disciple they were supposed to go to raxis at some point so there's like concept art or whatever that they ended up using for this episode it seems like a lot of things from yeah. the Clone wars that they didn't get to end up using they're they're bringing here much like the boba and, and uh cad bane fight that turned into the hunter and cad bane fight um i just looked at raxis and i was like i know there's a lot um Action-wise and politically-wise, happening here, but um, wow, the animation. I was like, wow, beautiful colors. Wow, it was really pretty. It was yeah, Which, that was probably the prettiest planet they've been on so far. Yeah, it also looked the most like a planet people would plausibly want to live on, since most other worlds in Star Wars are either like desolate or they're cities that are desolate. I was like, I would totally live on Raxus. What the fuck? Yeah, this episode did a weird thing where it kind of turned into a long-form endorsement ad for the Separatists, because I was like, these guys are, were doing kind of well before the Empire showed up. Like, I mean, just that a is the bit. point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, this is my, I don't want to, I didn't want to get into this this early because there's a lot of stuff. Um, so to introduce my qualifications, I do have a bachelor's degree in political science and I am working on a master's. Um, so this has always been my problem with Star Wars politics is that in Revenge of the Sith, when Anakin is, spoilers for Revenge of the Sith, <laughs> in Revenge of the Sith, there is a part where Anakin is taking out the Separatists where Newt Gunray, as he is killing him, is like, we just wanted peace. And it's kind of implying like, oh, the Separatists were leaving the Republic for valid reasons, and they weren't actually trying to fight this war, they just were trying to leave because of XYZ, and supplementary materials, I hate to call them supplementary materials, but that is kind of what they are, but like the books and the comics have shown us that the Empire is pretty xenophobic and only focuses on the core human worlds, I'm sorry, the um, the Republic for was leaning towards more xenophobic 
understandings of what planets they support. And what gets me is that every time a Star Wars property like a show or a movie has an opportunity to talk about the separatists and talk about their politics, they sidle up next to being like, oh, it's because the the Republic doesn't support people like us, but they always do it by using um, characters who have no actual like real physical stake in it. Like that was my whole problem with the Lux and Mina Bonteri thing is I was like, these are two wealthy people who seem to be pretty well, doing pretty well for themselves. For what reason would they have that the Republic wouldn't support them? So I was saying like, and this episode I think is very similar. It shows them going to a human planet that is pretty wealthy, that was a core of separatist power. Um, and, you know, it's like, well, why would they want to leave the Republic? Like what's going on? And it's not that I'm saying like, I need a hard hitting political commentary in Star Wars because I understand it's a kid's show and I understand they did as best they could. But I just think it would have been nice to see them maybe go to like an alien planet or a non-human planet. Um, so that they could, a character like Echo, whose whole thing is that he was tortured by the Separatists, could see like, oh, the Separatists were trying to leave the Republic because they were being treated really poorly by the Republic, like the clones were, so that that could have been Echo's transformation. Because I think it was very weird to see Echo go from, I hate the Separatists, to at the end of the episode, no, actually, they're fine. One thing that I think is weird about that is that, and this is just a problem that I think Star Wars has in general with political commentary. And like you said, I'm also not looking for like the most heavy hitting commentary in the world from a children's animated show. But if you're going to do it, do it right. I don't think that at the end of the episode, Echo is like the separatists are all right. He's like these two separatists in particular that I now have a relationship with are fine. And I have a problem with that because like, Never have we seen characters on the Republic side grapple with why the separatists exist in the first place or try to deal with that problem. And the thing that's weirder to me is that this is a show about the clones. And if any characters are going to go, hey, wait a minute, maybe the ideology that we've been working with and serving with and dying for actually was exploiting us the entire time. It's these characters, like these five specifically have, should have a much deeper, difficult relationship with the concept of the Republic as a whole. Like in, a, I think it was episode seven, whichever one Rex showed up in, um, Rex was like, I still serve the Republic. Part of me wants to be like, okay, but why? Like, have you never once considered that that may have not been a great thing for you? Because like the real villain of this era of Star Wars isn't the Separatists, it's fucking Palpatine who orchestrates the whole thing but no character ever He doesn't seems know like, that. No, nobody knows that though. This is true. This is true. But I'm just thinking like no one, it seems ever wants to grapple with why they serve one side or the other. And I'm not like hardcore pro separatist, but I am like, hey, maybe pull back a little bit and like think about it. So I think I know, I think I know why that is. And this, it, this is not just a Star Wars thing. This is, I, I honestly, I mean, it was in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. It's in, it's in a lot of stuff. This is not a new thing. Is that you can talk about fascism. You can talk about... Um, you can talk about xenophobia, even in metaphor for talking about aliens. Um, but if you make the connection between 
white supremacy or the equivalent xenophobia um, and fascism. If you connect the two, that makes people uncomfortable. And because people people love to think like, oh, well, fascism can happen because of ideas or whatever, like that they are they are intertwined that they that like it's not just, oh, Nazis are bad. It's it's that they were that they were bigoted is a part of the reason that brings us here. So so the the that the reason I think that this always falls flat is not just a Star Wars thing. It happens all the time is that nobody wants to sit in that uncomfortable space and address that. Um, And that's I mean, the 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 irony of that is, I mean, we are all we're all Thrawn fans here. And I believe the first Thrawn book gets the most into the xenophobia, specifically within the Empire. Um, of it as much and so it's very much it's very it's very hard it's very hard for me to watch because it's like yeah this is the same thing i see in in everything um and it's, I would it's also an uncomfortable say this, message um, that the complicated part about analyzing the republic in a critical way or at least having your characters do it is that most people watching these types of shows are meant to relate to the Republic and to support them. And to call that into question brings your own morals and values into question, which I don't think is a thing that a Disney show is ever gonna try to do or successfully do in a meaningful way. Um, I mean, I think another thing too, um, this is kind of circling back, but the idea of someone like Rex um, and especially like the clones saying like, oh, I'm still with the Republic, even though the Republic's gone. The clones were raised specifically on Camino with a dichotomy in mind of being like, it is us versus them. Yeah. It is the Republic versus the Separatist, Republic good, Separatist bad. They did not have access to information regarding any other ideologies. So it makes sense that Rex and the Bad Batch, especially like Echo, who is a reg, um would be like and especially echo who was tortured um would be like yeah separatists are pretty bad and the other thing too is i am asking everyone who's like maybe the separatists were the good guys to read the first like six pages of dark disciple um because that really does contextualize why the separatists were abhorrent um i'm also begging you to rewatch the arc where dooku and his uh separatist crew are trying to test a weapon on civilians first season like it's that that's the that's the that is my first thought because uh, if you read i was gonna bring up uh dooku jedi lost because after you you read the end of that and you're like yeah you know what i kind of agree with dooku the republic sucks and the jedi Mm -hmm. suck um and then you watch the first arc of the clone wars and he starts just testing weapons of mass destruction on innocent people and you're like hmm what's all this then um so it's it's not as uh cut and dry it's much like real life it's not as much uh as cut and dry as one may seem uh and you and i you know as usual i always wish they would delve a little more more into that i will say and um possibly light spoilers for light of the jedi the higher public book um but one of the things that's explored in that book is this idea of what the republic and the jedi used to be versus what they are by the time of the clone wars and they're two very different entities like there's an entire section of that book where different senators are like well we're having all these problems in the republic and then they actually sit down and are like what are we going to do about those issues and i do think what's interesting about examining these two eras 
is how different the Republic and the Jedi are in this part of history versus how they were then. Uh, but yeah, despite the the possible allure of nice trees, which I did fall victim to watching this episode, I was like, this planet kind of fucks. Um, the Separatists are still a not great, bad military organization that kill a lot of people. And that shouldn't like go from your mind when analyzing this type of commentary in Star Wars. It's, it's interesting you mentioned the High Republic, because I have not read those books either, but there was an interview with um, Leslie Headland, who is the showrunner of the upcoming show, The Acolyte, um, about her approach to the writer's room and like and, and how she's approaching Star Wars and everything. And she can't, All we really know about that show so far is that it is going to be in the High Republic era, and I'm sure all these books and comics are like building that, that era around. Um, and the really, the really thing that I loved was that she was very straightforward in this interview saying like, Star Wars is inherently, po- like, because somebody asked like, uh, you know, what would you say to people who like, don't bring politics into my Star Wars? And she just said straight up, she was like, Star Wars is inherently political. George always said it was like war. And then she said, war is inherently political. And so I, so we're having this conversation about how Star Wars always kind of sort of gets there, but doesn't. So I am, I am gunning. I am hoping that that show gets there. I agree 100%. But to plug Leslie Headland, if you haven't watched Russian Doll on Netflix, she's a big part of that project and that show owns my brain. This concludes my weekly bringing us about different content quota <laughs> and we can now move on. I will also say this, and this is why I, probably all of us want to see Bail Organa at some point. I would love, because we, we always see him just a little bit. I would love to know, like, what does he think of when you say, oh, when Rex says, oh, I'm still fighting for the Republic? What does he think of that the Republic still means? Because obviously he wasn't a part of it because he died. But like, you know, Mon Mothma, like, <laughs> oh, he passed away. A New Hope spoilers. <laughs> Not spoilers for A New Hope. Claudia. Um, <laughs> but he, but like, how does he conceive of the Republic? Is it like my ideal of the Republic? How does his little group of senators who created the rebellion, like this is just me asking for my Bail Organo West Wing show of once again. Um, like to me, that's very interesting. And, and I think that would really inform like, you know, how other people think about it. Um, anyways, uh, once again, uh, I just want to see a Bail Organo walk and talk. <laughs> Period. The other part I think of this episode is we can talk about the politics of it all day, but I think that there, the part that was actually very impactful to me from this episode was the personal aspect of it. So the battle going on within Hunter's mind of like, oh, we left Omega behind. And then he's like, Tech, you and Omega go around and do X, Y, Z. And Tech is like, hey, idiot you left her behind. I really wanted Tech to be like, you left her behind because she's a fucking child. Like, (laughs) stupid. I did love that though. Cause like that also to me was like, okay, they're really used to like having her around and being a useful part of the team. Like he wasn't going to be like, Omega stay here. He was like, go around and deal with this really fast. Bye. Rest in peace to, rest in peace to Crosshair. They have not said anything like that for the entire. That's what I'm just going to say. Like there was no moment of like, oh, Crosshair. Oh, oh, he's not here. Like, (laughs) like, 
the, okay, the speed at which the Bad Batch moved on from Crosshair in their lives is so fucking funny to me because Crosshair I don't think we've jerk, had them talk about it emotionally like one fucking time. Literally, they were like, ah, damn, he get, he got really hurt on that ship. That sucks. Anyway, like... <laughs> I, mean, I mean, Hunter was guilty. Hunter did feel guilty at one point, whatever, but oh right God, now, in episode three, he did explicitly <laughs> say he felt like it was his fault that they left Crosshair behind, but that is the extent of the conversation that they have had about him. They are- I think now, like, especially after um, Crosshair tried to kill them all and specifically tried to kill their special child, they're just like, yeah, uh, fuck Crosshair. We don't... <laughs> Oh, care about away. that man. Fuck Crosshair. All my homies hate Crosshair. That's like Hunter. And all of his homies are the rest of the Bad Batch. I mean, to be fair, okay. The thing that I think is perhaps they are holding off a larger Crosshair conversation for when he becomes relevant. I'm thinking perhaps there will be a moment where it's like Crosshair post going back to Camino because I still do think he was pretty injured. I do believe they are still going to go to the death trooperification of Crosshair. Um, so I think there is a chance that they are going to find out that something's going on with him like that and then be like, oh my God, that's our brother. Cause I do think there's probably a chance that in their minds, they're like, we're just going to circle back and figure out to how to get him. Like, we'll figure it out. Um, I-, I do believe that that is a strong possibility that they are saving the big crosshair conversation for when it is going to hit the hardest. Especially because Omega knows a lot of stuff and she would be like, yeah, this isn't normal chip stuff. Like, they've definitely done something to him. And then they would be like, oh, we gotta go. We gotta go. That is... We gotta get the chip out of our boy. Kentucky Fried Crosshair. (laughs) I'm here they're giving people chips. Well, mine better be sour cream and onion. I can't with you. Oh my god. Um, I also want to talk about, um, I don't think Sid knows their names. Like, literally, I don't think like, she knows their name. Oh, it's so fucking funny. I think she literally calls Hunter Bandana at one She point calls him episode. Bandana and she calls him Dark and Broody again. And she calls Tech Goggles and she does not refer to any of them other than them. And what like, does she call Wrecker? He's not called. I don't think she's. She hasn't him. addressed him so far. Although I will say, I love the idea that she doesn't know the Bad Batch's names and she's like, hello, Omega. Like, she actually <laughs> does like call her by name. Girl okay, boss. You guys know that scene in The Incredibles 2? Spoilers for The Incredibles 2. <laughs> I can't her, with you all with her, spoilers. Edna Mode is with the is with fucking baby Jack Jack and is like I'm keeping him forever. That was Sid this episode. Oh my she god, like, baby rock. Oh my god, what it was Edna it. Mode and Jack Jack. Honestly, you know what's so funny? You say that, but like it really is like special child and mean woman, like who takes in special child. Like that was very much their dynamic. I did the also love okay. I'm- very much into the idea right now of Sid when Omega was like, yeah, I'm just kind of sad. And she says, life is hard. Get over it. I was like, okay. I <laughs> I still like, I was talking to Mel before this episode is I can't decide if I like Sid or not. And after this oh, episode, I love her. I'm like, she is a girl boss. I still don't know if like, I do hundred percent think she's going to turn on the Bad Batch. No, my, my theory, my theory of this is just a show about various men raising a child, raising a child, and then all of her mean lesbian aunts. Um, like this is this is this is it. This is her like butch I lesbian just, aunt oh, Sid. Oh my god, had a gamble. Like Sid, Sid is the grief carga of this show. Yes. Yeah. 
Yes, we, I, we, I know we you said, said that. No, said no, Claudia did say that in episode one or two, not episode one, but episode like one of our early episodes. But I'm just now realizing it's literally going to be like when Grief Cargo was going to go turn, spoilers for The Mandalorian, it's going to be like when Grief Cargo goes to give Grogu back to the Imperials and then Grogu saves him. And then he's like, actually, this child is everything to me. That's literally I, Yeah. I definitely. think, yeah, that's definitely going to happen just because this is a Dave Filoni joint and Dave Filoni only has like one story. <laughs> also, the sheer number of lines that Sid has had basically every episode she's appeared in of being like, oh, I only care about how much I'm getting paid. Like, okay, you can be a little subtler about the fact that someone's going to pay you more money than the Bad Batch is giving you. Like, I'm sorry, but get to the point. I... Okay, so now I'm thinking, like, someone will pay Sid, and she'll, like, yeah, basically turn them in, but maybe she'll, like, feel guilty because of all the times she, like, hung out with Omega and just, like, damn, in a, in a Sid redemption arc. In a shocking twist of fate, episode 14 is just Fennec being like, can I buy that kid from you? I think she's really cool. And she gets like, passed yeah, to her next sure. lesbian aunt. Yeah, I do like the idea, too. <laughs> I do like the idea um, that someone is like shows up and they're like, we need the Bad Batch. And she's like, who? I don't know their names. But I do like the idea that she gives them the Bad Batch but keeps Omega for herself. Like, oh like, she's, like she literally, she's like, she's all right, like, yeah, so sure, I'm going to have... need credits and also this fucking kid, please. She's <laughs> See like, yeah, later, you can have Dark and Broody or whatever, whatever his name is. I don't care anyway. Well, this, this I... does play into the whole question of obviously – who is Sid's contact? Because obviously that that droid contacted somebody. I don't think it's her directly, but that droid contacted somebody. And at first I was like, oh, epic. And Sid did say, like, she wasn't like, oh, I work with anybody in the in the in, in the underworld, or maybe she did or whatever. But she said, I specifically work with for the Jedi. Um, or whatever. Like, epic, epic Sid Fulcrum moment? Like, um, <laughs> A future, future fulcrum, let's, anyway. Let's see, how many fulcrum agents do we have? <laughs> Just Sid. <laughs> Sagarera and Sagarera. Sid. I love the idea, too, that Bale was like, damn, I want to make a, a program of spies in the galaxy, and his top choices were Sagarera, my icon, and then he's like, also this fucking lizard will work, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> She's a capable butch lesbian. If you were making a, a revolution, would you not? Pick a capable butch what is lesbian. It's okay if not a capable femme lesbian. Yeah, well, that's who. Like, you're let's really. Go. Let's go. Bail Organa is, you know, Claudia, literally same brain. Bail Organa fully is fucking Billy Eichner being like, let's go, lesbians. <gasps> let's go. <laughs> yeah, I also like the idea, too, that Sid was like, first of all, Sid was like, free child labor. Yes, please. And then Omega was like, I don't want to do this. And she was like, can you gamble? She's like, yeah, I can gamble. So I'm like, gambling addiction Omega is everything to me. Guys, I just had a thought. So we have determined before Omega is the same age as Din and Han, around the same age as Din and Han. Yeah. Um, and also Cheery, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Epic. Oh, <laughs> but, but obviously, how old is Lando at this point? Because all I want, Book of Boba Fett, Omega, and Lando gambling challenge when? Um, <laughs> oh, that's ever that is actually oh, everything to me. Omega, Omega, just pulling up like the thro the throne of uh of uh. Well, she's playing Dajarik. She's not playing um, Sabak. 
Um, she could. You think she couldn't well, learn? Um, Epic, Lando, and Omega teaming up to take up down everybody. He plays Savak, she plays Dashar. <laughs> um, that's a friendship I want to see. That's what I want. I do love the idea of the Book of Boba Fett just being like, it's, they give us that clip of Boba and Fennec sitting on that fucking chair in Jabba's palace for literally like five seconds. And then the door breaks down and it's everyone from Boba's life. It's like, hi, we missed you. How have you been lately? That's what Bosk is going to do in Book of Boba Fett. 100%. Bosk is going to roll up and be like, hey kid, I thought you died. I already planned your funeral. I'm really was so broken that my special baby boy was gone. I Omega just... Omega um sets up Jabba's palace to be the Fett family casino. <gasps> the Fett family casino. Oh my god. How much debt was the Bad Batch in to Sid? Because I want to know how this child who I assume has not played a lot of a lot of Dizark in her life has earned back their entire debt to Sid in like 2 days. I, okay, I have a proposal for this. Uh, I would like to propose that she didn't even get close to forgiving half of their debt, but Sid was like, I like this kid so fucking much, I'm gonna tell her that that's what that was. Gaslight gatekeep girl boss. Either that, or I would also laugh a lot if the Bad Batches are just, they're all really bad at math other than tech. And Sid is like, here's your debt. They're like, this is so much money. And she's like, it's $2. (laughs) Like, I promise you, you can fucking pay this. Not them being Jerry 19. They never learned how to read. Tech fully is like, I'm a master of numbers. And then you he know, sees whatever figure this is. He's like, never mind. I don't know how to do you that. Know, if only there was a Wikipedia page for numbers, then I bet the Bad Batch <laughs> would be able to. Um... Our numbers canon in Star Wars. Just imagine that somehow Han and and Chewie find their way back to Tatooine because they heard Boba's alive. And then Omega's hanging out in Tatooine and Chewie versus Omega. <laughs> And Chewie gets upset because he fucking sucks. That's okay. Not not Han being like, "Oh, let the Wookiee win," and Omega being like, "No." <laughs> but I was like, like the floor with this carpet." We could Boba's see like, Chewie in don't the Bad Batch. <gasps> Chewie could Chewie. be in the Bad Batch because he he has he been in. The, yeah, he was in the Clone Wars. Yeah, he hasn't I do. been captured yet, right? Because he know. is in prison when he meets Han, like I, years yeah, later. Yeah, that's later in the Empire. Yeah, mm-hmm. I am obsessed with the fact that Chewbacca knows literally everyone. Like he, like he's just he's yeah. the through line. It's like people are like, oh, R two and Ahsoka. C-3PO. Exactly. Like R two and R two is like the person who knows everything. I'm like, no, it's Chewbacca. My man has a memory of steel. XOXO Gossip Girl. <laughs> And Chewbacca's been alive a lot longer than R2, so... And he'll be alive a lot longer, probably, still. Not Chewbacca, girl. Speaking of droids, uh, to bring us a little bit back to the episode really fast, um, the thing that I found interesting about this episode is that the way that they were all kind of racist against the droid character, the entire fucking episode... Like... It's so weird to me because Star Wars' relationship with droids and AI is really bizarre because unlike properties like Star Trek that actually explore like what does it mean to be human in in a world where like computer characters exist, Star Wars never really does that. And I'm like, hey, besties, quick question. Um, Is this like normal behavior for y'all or do the Bad Bash just really, really hate droid characters? Well, all clones do. 
But that's that's and that's the thing I wish they I, I almost when you were saying like oh Hashtag I wish they not all it. clones. Yeah, <laughs> like that's that's a thing that I wish uh like I almost wish that like the planet that they said been on had been like I don't know, techno union or something cuz then Echo would have had to really that might have been a lot for Echo or whatever, but like um I, I think that the stuff with droid rights, it really goes in and out, which we see in Solo. Shout out to Miss L3, which, by the way... Spoilers um, for Solo. The, stop. The actress who played the um, the droid in this um, plays Phoebe Waller-Bridge's sister in Fleabag, so, like, epic L337 Fleabag moment. Um, but every time we, talk, we think about droid rights or they get, like, droid racism, I'm always just like, L3 would never stand for this. L- she wouldn't. Um, L3 beats the shit out of Echo. (laughs) Stop. That's right. Echo can never get on the Millennium Falcon because um, she would just, she would just make his life hell. That's actually the next episode. It's just a 25 minute clip of L3 beating the fuck out of Echo. L3 Echo WWE style cage match. I'd pay money for that. Spoilers for WWE cage match. Oh my God. Another thing too that happened is um on the planet um when they were fighting something I noticed in the episode is that in um not the last episode but the one before episode eight crispy crosshair yeah, crispy crosshair's episode yeah, they were shooting live rounds at the other clones and the other troopers because they were like we got to get out of here but in this episode they were using stun rounds um which made me be like oh they're only using stun rounds when it actually like or um. Uh, live rounds what it actually is like they're after them so i'm always like it's like no witnesses moment well that that was my i was like okay why is it and i was like okay is it is it a like epic i care about my brother's moment or is it i was like well this is a they're considering like this is a paid job so they have no reason to kill anybody kind of kind of deal so that's why they're using stun rounds um but the other thing is that then they would have had to make a conscious choice to make them live rounds uh, in the uh, in the Crispy Crosshair episode to switch it over because it seems like they've been doing paid jobs this whole time. Um, so, yeah, that was – it was interesting. It's like, okay, so they do that when it's – maybe they only do it when it's Omega who's in danger. They're like, you know what? Fuck it. Um. <laughs> I will say this. Uh, part of my – because I noticed that too, and I was like, that's kind of weird. But I think one – Part of it is that in the Crispy Crosshair episode, it literally wasn't like, like, remember in season seven when Rex is like, what the fuck do you mean stun rounds? Like, we're going to die if they, if we don't get out of here. I do feel like when the situation calls for more urgency, like, like we can't have them getting stunned and getting back up. Like, they need to be dead for us to get out of here. I feel like that's when they switch to live rounds. But I do like the idea that before they start every mission, they're like, okay, are we feeling like stun rounds for clone troopers this week? Or are we feeling live? What are, are our we thoughts choosing for the violence? <laughs> I also think because the, the regular clones were also just shooting stuns and maybe because they were like, oh, well, they're just shooting stuns at us. Let's let's just shoot stuns back. Let's... <laughs> That's the vibe they're putting out. We'll like, we'll, guns don't kill kill people, people kill people. (laughs) Epic Thrawn preemptive strike moment. (laughs) Preemptive strike bad batch. This is the thing I wish we got a little bit more of in the bad batch. Um, I would really like to see how Echo's handling this. I would just like someone to be like, hey man, you good? Because this is a very Echo, um, 
clearly this was intended to be like an Echo's development episode. But I'm also thinking about as someone who was a reg, derogatory, um, he, I would love to see his psyche of being like, these guys were like me at one point because the rest of the Bad Batch grew up knowing that they are different. Echo did not. Yeah, I do think it's interesting to possibly explore that layer of separation between the two sets of clones because like, yeah, the Bad Batch spent their lives from minute one being distant from the regs and even being like not at all related to them because we saw how the regs acted towards them in episode one, hashtag love for suit clone. But they were not fond of the Bad Batch. And I imagine that treatment has happened their entire lives. Whereas Echo, this is very new to him. And I just, I think of all the characters that they should be adding the most development towards in this show, it should be him because he has the most to develop with. The rest of the Bad Batch are adapting and not being like Republic clone troopers anymore. But Echo's entire life changed, like what, seven months ago? Man should still have some shit to process. I think that's what they're setting up with that whole, like, um, they're all like, oh, I don't know if we should really go with Rex. And he keeps saying to Hunter being like, why don't we go with Rex? Like, because he has a completely different state of mind of that. So I hope, like, I hope that at least becomes a recurring thread and maybe they pull on that a little bit for him. I did just have come up with the concept um, I had mentioned this kind of briefly last week, but we do constantly see Echo's like strategy, like strategic skills in play. And we do see him kind of take charge in certain moments. And I do think that there is going to be a moment with Hunter where something happens to him, either he dies or he goes back to Camino or something happens and Echo is going to lead the Bad Batch in season two. That is my thought. If there's season two of the show, Hunter will have passed away or will be in indisposable or indispensable whatever that word is unavailable um and echo will be in charge of the bad batch and omega will be filling the space that hunter filled skill wise i will say this because i actually thinking about the same thing um not to bring like literary tropes into discussions of star wars however um the bad batch fills out the article the i've talked about this before that the bad batch fills out really perfectly their typical five-man band and at this point in time, originally Crosshair was their Lancer character, which is the person trying to be most like the leader. But in his absence, I do feel like Echo has sort of taken his place. And there's a really common character arc for Lancers where they will leave whatever team they're a part of and go off on their own for a hot minute before, for whatever reason, returning to their team. And the way that Echo's been reacting to the decisions of the Bad Batch the last couple episodes, I feel like that isn't something that's totally out of place for him to be like, you know what, actually, no, I'm going to go join Rex. If it doesn't matter what a rag and, a, and what a bad batch member are anymore, then I'm going to go do something I feel like is worth doing. Oh, yeah. So I, I will say, if we're going to talk about Hunter dying for a second, every goddamn blessed moment with hunter especially with omega in this episode was every alarm in my brain going oh oh this bitch is dying dying like i i'm also i'm i am rewatching rebels with some friends right now and we just finished season one and i'm seeing all of the like <laughs> i'm seeing all of the like uh foreshadowing in season one of rebels and um, now I'm I'm watching the Bad Batch and I'm going, I'm having one of those moments. I'm having one of those moments every single time. 
I, I just keep having a moment of like, okay, Hunter is accepting like that Omega is a part of the team. Hunter is being more of a dad. Hunter is showing his emotions. Hunter is, etc. I'm like, oh, he's dying, dying. Like this is, yeah, okay, <laughs> shit. Not to not to center my need for gruff dads being softened by the love of a child character, but. Also in that trope, the more that the gruff dad trusts the child, the more likely it is that that dad character is going to bite it pretty quickly here. Um, Spoilers for The Last of Us, like actual spoilers, not to do what we've been doing this entire episode. But there's a scene in that game where Joel finally trusts Ellie with a gun. And then later she has to use that gun to murder someone to save his life. And then he dies in The Last of Us Part 2. Like his trust of her is correlating to the likelihood that he's going to exit the story. And I do see that the more that Omega cares about Hunter and the more that Hunter trusts her to do things, the more I'm like, Hmm, I feel like he might be biting it pretty quickly here, guys. Yeah, I, I'm, well, we could talk about the, the gruff dad thing. Um, so this is also what people have been thinking with Din as well, where they're like, oh, he's dying, dying. Um, I think it's more likely that Hunter will die because he's not like the main character. There's other characters um, unless they have him die at the end or something like that. Um, but it does bring into question the if we're talking about the, the gruff dad trope of like, when are they going to when are they going to let when are they going to let them hug? And we know that that's only going to happen right before that motherfucker dies. And is that, like, for maximum emotional uh, pain? Yes. But it's also, like, can we just let men feel feelings? Jesus Christ. Like They're, they're going to have a moment of someone being, like, uh, of Hunter being, like, I'm so glad I brought you along on this mission. And they hug, and then Hunter gets, like, shot by Crosshair or something. I cannot, with the idea of Crosshair having to kill Hunter and then having that be the thing that snaps him out of it. No. Like, he kills Hunter and then is like, yeah. wait, this is super not right. Nar. Bestie, Nar. shut the fuck up. So, I mean, I think, I know I've already said most of how I felt about the episode. I think that it was pretty, I think that it was a fine episode. I think it had some of the regular things that frustrate me about Star Wars. Um, But that's like a Star Wars problem and not a Bad Batch problem. But I thought it was good. I thought it was kind of nice to see the actual where are our characters at emotionally and based on the bond that they've formed so far. Um, because we did also, as Simi did not mention, was Wrecker basically um, kind of punching Hunter in the arm to be like, hey, apologize to Omega for being rude. So like, it does kind of show where the relationships of these characters stand so far. Um, and I really appreciated that. Um, but I thought it was a fine episode. I mean, for me, yeah, I'm, I'm very much on the same page of, like, there was nothing about it that really stood out to me a whole bunch, um, but it was fine. Like, I, I liked it. I enjoyed watching it. I would not put it on my mental list of episodes so far that I would, like, go back and rewatch, but I would say that it was pretty good. Girl Boss Omega. That's all I needed. That's all I wanted. Girl I'm Boss satisfied. Omega? Girl Boss. Um, my final thoughts first was... Uh... <laughs> I mean, I'm usually pretty quiet when we we talk about episodes, honestly, especially when it gets to more serious stuff, because I can't articulate my thoughts properly into words. Uh, But I was also extra quiet this time because I just didn't really have thoughts on the episode, because when I watched it, there wasn't anything that really stood out to me 
it wasn't something that I'd rewatch. I can like point out that the animation was really nice this episode and this the setting Raxus was really pretty. But uh yeah, I wasn't impressed. I'd probably put this episode at the bottom. There's uh, there's one thing I did want to note. Um at this point we have now seen every scene from all of the trailers. So uh-huh. everything going forward is entirely blind. This episode is my least favorite episode. Sorry to people who like the episode. Uh, and um, as for Cody Watch, yeah. he wasn't there. <laughs> Epic nihilistic <laughs> Cody Watch moment. The fact that like every time we do Cody Watch, you just get like sadder and sadder. It's breaking my heart. You're breaking my heart, Anakin. Dave Filoni. Cody, you're breaking my heart. Where are you? I would love it as penance for the fact that we never see him in the Bad Batch. The Obi-Wan Kenobi show is actually just like 16 hour long episodes of he and Cody doing like domestic house husband things. Surprise, Shoday! I'd die for that. I did say, I did say, oh yeah, Gaslight Gatekeep, Girl Boss, Omega. Also, fucking let tech speak i know that he's there i know he's there just to be the exposition for like whatever child or whoever doesn't know every piece of lore whatever to be like hi let me give you the introduction and every single thing but at this point it's just rude like just let the man speak jesus yeah i was i was not a tech enjoyer and now i'm like i will die for tech which I hate to become that person, but he did a little peace sign. I love him. He does. He does deserve to speak. Epic neurodivergent moment. Um, he also decked somebody in this episode. He was just. It was the um. It was the like call an ambulance, but not yeah. for me. <laughs> I do forget sometimes that they're actually like quite competent, <laughs> like all of them, because they get their just ass kicked. <laughs> yeah. I did actually want to say something about that that I forgot to mention earlier and now I'm thinking too hard, but uh, we actually did see like the Bad Batch using epic teamwork moments to like take down that tank. And I was like, oh, it actually seems like you guys have an idea of how to do your fucking jobs. That's crazy. Also, Wrecker, uh, putting in explosive places. You're so powerful, King. I would die for you. That's all. Um, since Mel isn't here this week, we're going to bring back one of our favorite little games, which is uh, Criff Nabu Honeymoon Decapitate. This will be Noah's first time playing. Uh, for those who don't know, it is a Star Wars-themed version of Fuck, Mary Kill. Each of us will have brought three characters in order to target each other uh, to make difficult choices. Uh, let's begin with Jess. Welcome to the Imperial Navy. Uh, Your choices today are Wolf Yularen. He was gonna be here. Will Huff Tarkin. No. Or Synchronic. Go. Okay, this is this is easy. Actually, the speed at which I have an answer is not even funny. Shoot from the hip. I'm marrying Yularen. I'm uh, I or I'm um Nabu honeymooning with Yularen. I am criffing or Synchronic, and I am decapitating Tarkin. We have the same fucking brain. Yeah, same. My exact <laughs> because it's, it's objectively correct. Yeah, it's um, objectively correct. Yeah. Except for, I know Jess um, isn't going to say yeah, that. Yeah, okay, here's mine. Did you all, like, you all agree with yours, right? Yes. Mine Absolutely. is, yes. I am the boo honeymooning or synchronic. I, get out. I'm, I'm criffing 
Yalarin, and yeah, I'm killing Tarkin. He's decapitated. Up, Sorry, Briarly character out of that list, but you know, um, I would also just like to say. Ben Mendelsohn, sweetie, I'm so sorry, an ugly ass bitch like Chronic would ever say something like that. Oh my god. Ben Mendelsohn is quite fuckable, despite the fact that he plays a Yes, I agree with you there. I yeah, I agree. Ben Mendelsohn is very handsome. I'm getting us back on track and I'm passing the, the torch to Noah. Noah, take it away. Okay. Um, I admit that I did think of these a little bit on the fly, but I'm still excited about presenting them. So uh your options for Criff, Nabu, Honeymoon, or Decapitate are. Sid from the Bad Batch. <laughs> Nala Say, also from the Bad Batch. Or Tech. I hate you. <laughs> I hate you so much. I hate you. Wisely. Oh my god. Okay. Um. <laughs> You're evil. Okay, also, I'm sorry. You're gonna throw similar, like, non-human characters and Tech? I hate All right, you I got so it. Much. I got it. I got it. Shoot from the hip. Okay, Nabu honeymoon tech, um, Criff Sid and decapitate Nala say. <laughs> not Chris. <laughs> Sorry, she's a oh powerful lesbian. I'm not saying I'm attracted to her in any way, but I'm just saying like I wouldn't be opposed. Claudia is a scaly. That's all I have to say. I can. I oh. will. Like I can say. Unfortunately, I do think I know what I'm going to do. I think I might have a problematic opinion. I'm, oh, no. I'm excited. I think I... <laughs> I think I would Nabu Honeymoon say. No! <laughs> okay. She's, okay, no, I'm sorry. I said it last episode. She's a MILF, and I won't back down on I'm, that. I'm, Not you I being a parent you. to Omega. <laughs> yes, I'm Omega's new step-parent. Sorry, Django. I'm built different. Um, <laughs> so I think that that, I think I would have to criff tech and then I would have to kill Sid or decapitate Sid. I hate to do it. It's a hard choice, but I think tech, I, I just, I don't, I feel like tech has a more positive vibe. He has more, he has like more positive energy Ollie, to put out into the world. Ollie, I just want to say that my answers are exactly the same as yours. <laughs> Well, okay. I don't think so Nalase is a milk. I just am trying my... to steal Omega from Nalase by marrying her. <laughs> not, not fucking stealing Omega by marriage rights. Yes. Um, this is my hot take for this. And I did have to think about it. I was like, if I was at gunpoint and forced to decide, I'm going to Nabu Honeymoon Tech. I'm going to criff Nalasu and then I'm going to decapitate Sid. And my reasoning for that is that... I don't mind tech as much as the show has gone on, but the idea of having to criff Sid is killing me. <laughs> like, physically, like, at but least you Nalase. Say. Nalase. Okay, but you criff Nala Say? Nala sexy. I, I don't know about that, but if I criff Nala Say, then I'll just be like, damn, that was one weird night like six years ago that I'll forget about. But if I criff Sid, the thought will literally never leave my brain. It will poison <laughs> me forever. And I can't live with that with my husband tech. So, Rhea Perlman, I'm so sorry, girl. I promise it's not about you. I promise it's solely based on it's 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 solely from a from a sip perspective, girl. It's not you. I promise. I'm so sorry, girl. Um, like I I have to apologize for my crimes. I want to welcome everyone to um 
the MILF squad of Tatooine. <laughs> um, so your options today are Baru, White Sun, Peli Motto, and Shmi Skywalker. I'm ready. I, I'm, I'm beyond ready for this. Um, okay. I am going to marry Pelimoto. I just feel like, like she and I would have a very fun time together. We're very similar. And the other thing is that she loves kids. I'm not great with them. So if we ever have any children around, I know that she will take care of them for me. And I don't have to deal with that. Also, like, come on, who does not want a wife that works on ships? Um, unfortunately, I don't want to have a one night stand with me, Skywalker, because she's so great. But I'm, I'm going to have to do that. And then I'm going to decapitate uh, fucking Peru. I'm ready to shoot from the hip, too. Uh, like Noah, I'm also going to marry Pelly Because, yeah, I think she just, she and I would, like, vibe. Pelly's and she here. has a bunch of pit droids. And y'all know I love pit droids. I'm going <laughs> to steal all her pit droids, to be honest. Not count Olaf in the pit droids! Every single person just that you marry is not because you want to marry them, but it's because you want to steal something some, from yeah. them. <laughs> they have something I want. Not um, old digger Jess. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but, um... Uh, my my answers for Criff and Decapitate are swapped, where I will Criff Baru. Sorry, Luke, I, I one night stand your aunt. And um, I unfortunately am going to have to kill Shmi Skywalker. She's nice and she's cool, but she did give birth to, to Padme's husband. And anyone who knows me knows I don't like Padme's husband. So maybe if I go back far enough in time and, and kills me, Padme's husband won't exist. Talk about greater good. This feels like <laughs> some sort of allegory. Wait, this is Preemptive also sort strike. of like just Count Olafing someone because they're like, without Anakin, Padme is free for me to marry. Oh my god, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I hate this. Preemptive striking Shmi Skywalker. <laughs> You're gonna Thrawn Shmi Skywalker. Not Thrawn. Claudia, I want to know your answers. Uh, I have mine. Okay, I've been influenced uh, a bunch. Okay, um, I think I would. <sighs> All right. Oh, see. All right. So I think I would also marry Pelly because I just think she's 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 fun and she's neat. Um. Yeah, Naboo honeymoon with her, and I think I would criff uh, Beiru, even though I'd feel bad about it for being a homewrecker. <laughs> Wait, not homewrecker, Claudia. I'm so sorry. Did you just say Beiru? <laughs> what is that her name? It's it's Beiru. Oh, <laughs> I'm gonna start gatekeeping. <laughs> Also, wow, Claudia, you can't be a homewrecker. I'm the only homewrecker in this podcast. <laughs> and then, um, and then I would also kill Shmi Skywalker to prevent the Chosen One from being yeah. <laughs> So, you guys are horrible. Um, I do have an answer that's probably going to make people mad. Um, as with my last one, um, a little lore drop about me is that I Attack of the Clones is one of my favorite Star Wars movies because it was the first one I think I remember seeing. Um, I had a very weird obsession with Baru in that movie. So I am absolutely married. Like I am Naboo honeymooning her hands down. That was not the not Kenobi is gonna be a time for you. Look, I'm saying okay, <laughs> this leads into my other plot is that I think that the reason that Owen 
doesn't like Obi-Wan is because he was his and Baru's third and they had a messy breakup. Bestie, what the fuck? Um, <laughs> Fucking the Kenobi show is fully them being like, you actually disrupted our polycule and now we want to send you into the desert. <laughs> I just think Obi-Wan in a polycule is very funny. Um, I'm so sorry. Anyway, no, I'm absolutely going to be um, Mar- uh, Naboo honeymooning Baru. Um, and I am going to be criffing Shmi Skywalker because she is another one of my first loves from Star Wars. Um, because again, Attack of the Clones is <laughs> Attack of the Clones had a huge impact. We get on it. Me. You're gay, Ollie. We get it. <laughs> okay, well, damn. I hate to breathe this person, but Peli Motto looks a lot like my aunt. <laughs> so <laughs> I have to I as much as I want to, to not have to do this, I do have to decapitate her. I would love if fucking uh, Uncle Owen was like, yeah, polycules are a thing everybody does and they're fully not. And Luke like meets Leia and Han and is like, do you guys want to like be in a polycule? And they're like, what the fuck is that? Not, not poly, <laughs> polyamorous Uncle Owen. Claudia? Okay. Um, as I did last time, I have created one to specifically target the people in the room. <laughs> so, Karif... Nabu Honeymoon, Decapitate, Wrecker, <laughs> Boba Fett, Fuck off. and, and oh. Zeb. Ze- Why do you always include Zeb in these? You always include because Zeb because you here. know because you know I kin him. Yeah. Okay, okay, I'm actually I'm actually ready. So I want to preface this by saying that I'm re- this is a really hard choice for me. Not with Zeb. Uh, I'm gonna decapitate Zeb immediately. I have no problem. <gasps> Everyone always does this. <gasps> but, here's, but here's the thing, because Wrecker is my love, but I know a lot more about Boba and about who he is as a person since I really only we don't really we really only see Wrecker in like one area of his life. I am going to marry Boba and I am going to Criff Wrecker, despite my brain. I, I thought I wanted Hasn't to be Has Wrecker been on screen technically more than Boba? Yes and no, but like, <laughs> I just feel like we have better characterization for Boba and I feel like I know him better. I just, also like, he is physically closer to Tem than Wrecker is, even though Wrecker's a clown. Becker, I'm so sorry, King. Please forgive me. I'm ready to shoot from the hip now, too. <clears throat> I will not be apologizing to Ollie this time because I. <laughs> not because I'm killing. Not decapitating Zeb, Ollie. So Zeb gets to stay alive. I don't but... like that you. Everyone has to, like, apologize to me whenever anything yeah. happens to Zeb. Like, just because I. Just because uh, actually, I love it's... him does not mean he's me. No, but it's actually. I'm a. I'm gonna apologize to your to your Zeb figure. Sorry, Zeb figure. My black series Zeb figure. <laughs> yeah, your is black crying. series Zeb figure. But no, uh, I am Naboo honeymooning um, Boba because I do love Boba Fett like a lot. I uh, I think about Boba like every single fucking day. To be honest, as you should, I can. Um, and then I started thinking. I was curious. <laughs> so I am. Gonna criff Zeb just because I'm I'm curious about You're decapitating Wrecker? I am decapitating Wrecker. I'm sorry, Noah. I have never been more um, upset in my fucking life. Yeah, this is gonna get me cancelled, but I don't I much love- care for, for Wrecker to be honest. I don't care much for any of the bad batch members in that way. 
Except I Echo, but it's, I don't even want to criff Echo, to be honest. I just think Echo is cool, but I don't think any of the Bad Batch members are attractive. And that's just my opinion. I you think Jess is overpartying. Yeah, Jess is overpartying. Jess, Jess is truly the contrarian of this podcast. Someone um, has to have a different opinion sometimes. So, this one's very difficult for me. Because here's the thing. I, 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 the two Bad Batch members that I am the most in love with, it was immediately Wrecker, but I'm also in sapphic love with Hunter. So that's like my thing is that it's like, so I love Wrecker so much. He's like, I love one man and it's him. But much like everyone else said, we do, I know so much about Boba and I'm so invested in Boba. Like, and I can't physically kill Zeb. I don't think I could do it. Like, I don't think I could do it. Um, I think I'm going to Naboo Honeymoon with Zeb. I am going to Criff Boba and decapitate Wrecker. And I hate I myself I am for under it. fucking fire in this goddamn podcast <laughs> today. I'm under attack. I just think Boba Fett's sexy. No, and you're yeah. valid for that. Like, I did choose to marry him over Wrecker, my icon. Um, is it because I have a thing for men in helmets? Unclear, but it could be. <laughs> Zeb, if you only you'd had a helmet. <laughs> Rest in peace, King. Jesus Christ. Claudia, did you answer? <sighs> okay, I gotta answer my own. Of course, it's difficult for me as well. <sighs> I love... I can't. Here's the thing. I didn't really give a shit about Boba Fett until very recently. Um, like I, I was just like, I don't know. I mean, he's neat. I, I guess. I don't know. Can why we just cut it there of Claudia say, I don't really give a shit about Boba Fett, and then the episode stops. <laughs> You're no, trying to wait, make it sound like I think Queensville sucks. <laughs> wait, pause, pause. And then, and then he came in the Mandalorian. And I was like, oh, I get it. I get why everybody loves this man. Yeah, I'm on the train. I'm on the train. I get it. Um. Oh boy. All right. So again, I'm going to Nabu honeymoon with Zeb. I think he is marriage material, obviously, by his husband. Sorry, Callus. Rip. Um, <laughs> um, again, homewrecker Claudia. <laughs> um, okay. Um, okay. I made. Th- I played myself. I played myself. Um, I feel like either answer is going to get me canceled by you guys. I feel like we've already gone down the road of, it's too late. You just need to do it, bestie. Okay, um, I think I'm going to criff wrecker and decapitate Boba. I'm so sorry. Oh no. I will say Claudia is dead. No, Claudia, I was actually so close to saying that because like I love like I said, I think Wrecker is so like handsome. He's so per like he's just everything to me. But like Noah said, like I just I think Boba, like I know him better. I trust him. Not that I don't trust Wrecker. I obviously trust Wrecker with my life. But like it's such a hard choice between the two of them, and I cannot kill Zeb. <laughs> Zeb is my boy. Yeah. Yeah, um, that, that was really hard for me. Um, I'm apologizing to me for that. Horrible segment, everyone. Good job. Now that we've thoroughly targeted each other there, it's time for um, a really, uh, I'm, just, I'm just happy that we can do this segment. Um, our Q&A segment, um, you guys send us questions on our TikTok Q&A section. Yes. 
um, please continue doing that. And we're going to answer them. We save them and we look at them. Yes. Um, so even Ollie, if your question, even if your question hasn't been answered yet and you sent it a while ago, um, it is still definitely on the table. But yeah, even if we haven't answered it yet, don't worry. We've seen it. We're just waiting for the right place to put it. So yeah, without further ado, I have two questions for you all this week. The first one is from TikTok user Fulcrum021. And they ask, Leia Organa or Ahsoka Tano? What the fuck? <laughs> oh, I think I saw that pop up in our notifications the other day. I like, can't with that. This is the what? fucking Cody Warren versus Toronto all over again. I like I like to give you guys puzzles like this that you have to solve. Like which one is is it like which one is more of a girl boss? Which one would I think you it's want? Just, which it's just one, who do which we one prefer? do you like more? Which is your so favorite? So whoever we don't pick is um getting killed just like Cody won last week. Jesus. Yeah, I did actually have to go eliminate Cody one after the episode ended, so that was really tough. So you guys better pick correctly. I I can start with this because I do have thoughts. Unsurprisingly, I am a gay man, so I love to hear myself talk. But um I I love Leia very, very deeply as a character. And I do like a lot of what she does. I think that um, she is one of the biggest missed opportunities in Star Wars, like Leia as a Jedi series win. Um, Also have fucking her daughter play her because that would be amazing. That's my plug for that. But I I would say that I have a greater amount of um, emotional tie to Ahsoka. And I like exploring her character a lot more because she manages to be a Jedi who has a lot of questions about what that label actually means. And I really like watching her explore it and I like watching her do things. That said, uh, if the Ahsoka show fucks it up, this rating will change. So you've been warned. Dave, Davithy. Looking at you, Davithy. watching. Um, yeah, the missed opportunity thing for me is a lot because like, Every time I rewatch the original trilogy, it makes me a little bit insane because we watch the end of Return of the Jedi and the whole ending point is Luke like looking at her and being like, "No, like you're 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 a girl boss too." Like <laughs> like and being like you have this power too and that's the quote you end the whole series like so anyways, enough of that and you're like, "Wait, pause. What?" Like so I'm just saying, know. like, to have a Jedi character that has Leia's brains and, like, Luke's ability. Because Luke is brainless. Luke is empty. Yeah. Leia yeah. is everything. And, and we love that for him. Well, and to be fair, the, a Jedi character with that level of brains and also that level of power, that is Ahsoka. To be fair. This and, is true. Yeah. And who is a Skywalker, that is Ahsoka. <laughs> um, fucking galaxy brain, they're the same person. Um... Um, I also, Ahsoka show, please address if they ever met, because they, they were working in the Rebellion. Address it. Address it. Um, I'm gonna have to go with Ahsoka, literally just because we know more about her. I'm in the middle of reading, I believe, the Princess Leia, or I just read it, the Princess Leia comic. I've read Leia, Princess of Alderaan, and Bloodline. Um, I really like them. Um, she is a bad bitch. I've met Carrie Fisher. Um... I, I'm gonna, I am, I'm just gonna have to say Ahsoka only because we just have more shit of her, which is insane, because, uh, well, and Ashley Eckstein has talked about this, I believe I've mentioned this before in the podcast, of, like, people are like, oh, why do people like Ahsoka so much, and, and Ashley Eckstein was like, well, we've just had a lot of content, we've had a lot of time with her, both in universe and also, like, 
in real time we've had a lot of time with her as a person like that we don't usually get with a character um even some of the biggest characters um and that's why she's so beloved um and she's just a girl boss so i only barely just started watching like or not watching i finished them but i watched all like of clothes and rebels literally this year so before i didn't particularly know who ahsoka was or really care about her and the only <laughs> cool like star wars girls i knew were like you know ray and and rose and leia and padme no just movie characters and leia is really important to me i um was in love with leia <laughs> like sorry to luke but leia I would uh, marry Leia if I had to pick between Luke and Leia. Not you being a homewrecker again! <laughs> yeah, sorry Han Solo, but uh, I'm marrying Leia. But no, after watching Clone Wars and like Rebels and things, I was just like, Ahsoka's really cool and this is hard, but I do think I'm also picking Ahsoka, like, even though Leia was my first love, just Ahsoka had more character development and depth. I mean, there's probably the books. I should read the books about, like, Leia, but, hmm, yeah, so Ahsoka. So I will be the contrarian, I suppose. I love Ahsoka Tano so much. She played a very important part in my childhood. Um, however, I think that there is something still so important to me about Leia Organa. Like regardless of how much development she versus Ahsoka has, because I think it's impossible to say that Ahsoka is not a more well-rounded, more explored character than Leia. But I think that Leia came at such a time and was presented in such a way that even movies now don't portray women. So I think for so many women, Leia is such an important character because it's the first time you really see a woman who is both feminine and strong and respected. Um, and I always think back to the Hoth scene where they're organizing them leaving Hoth and she's giving orders to all of the pilots and they're all just like listening and respecting her. There's no comments or anything which is the bare minimum that a director or writer could do, but you still often don't see a woman in that kind of position commanding all men where no comment is made about it. Um, so I think purely from that standpoint, Leia is so important, but I also love the idea of what she represents um, as like, you know, the spark of hope in the galaxy alongside Luke is like, they're the new generation I know it's like they are the original generation, but in the context of the universe, like they are a new generation of hero and a new generation of those who purely believe in the power of good and the power of hope. So I, I love Ahsoka so much, but Leia just means the world to me. I will also say, and I'm not changing my vote from Ahsoka to Leia, but one of the biggest things about Leia's character, specifically in the sequels that I loved, is that her response to a huge trauma of losing her son to the dark side and then having the galactic republic that she cares about begin to fall into ruin is not to abandon it like Luke does and be like, I'm gonna go mob on this planet. It's to join up with the new rebellion and be like, okay, what are we doing about this? Like she's a problem solver and that's very powerful of her. Girl Unfortunately, boss. it does no. look like she's being annihilated for not being Ahsoka. <laughs> 
So R.I.P. Leia. I'm sorry, Leia. Well, that's the thing, though. I'm the one who does the killing. So actually, because I chose Leia, that's what matters. No, I'm kidding. Sorry, Leia. You're just going to secretly send her away. Like, you're going to fake her death. (laughs) Leia, I'm I'm sending Leia to the Chiss Ascendancy. Um, she would, she, much like Eli Vanto, she would, like, gaslight gatekeep girl boss her way up the, the Chiss Ascendancy. Like, <laughs> I was about to say, everybody everybody would love like, her there. Ron would meet her and be like, well, do you want to go to the Chiss Ascendancy? I just want to say, I just want to say, Leia, Leia being in the Chiss Ascendancy, and she's technically a Skywalker in both names, but then if she'd be in the Chiss Ascendancy, she'd also, she could also be a Skywalker oh for God. the Chiss Ascendancy because she's Force-sensitive. <laughs> So my next question comes from TikTok user Hap in Y69. And their question was Nice. Opinion on Obi Bane. I assume that is the shit like between Obi Wan and Cad Bane. I believe so. What? Uh Nar. Nar. <laughs> I'm going insane. This is not I think this may be the first time I'm I'm encountering an Obi Wan ship where I'm like no, but who thought of this? Like, Obi- okay, Obi-Wan is, is a slut. Obi-Wan. He is a slut, but he I, I don't think he would do that. I think he'd be not like- Claudia's not shaming Obi-Wan. No, I'm not shaming him. This is just a fact. He's a slut. He's not He's a slut. Leave him. He's a slut. Like, he doesn't even, like- Uh-uh, no. Oh that my doesn't God. mean he doesn't fuck. <laughs> I, yes. just, I, think, I think he's a slut, but I, don't, I think he would have been like, oh, that's not for me. I- I think that Nar, um, to quote Jess, Nar, um, I think the idea of Obi-Wan, here's, okay, so here's how I can see this working. We all saw the Racco Hardeen arc. Cabane absolutely wanted to fuck Racco Hardeen. Like, like 100%, he he wanted to, like, hate fuck him. I could see that happening and being, like, Obi-Wan being, like, well, when in Rome, but (laughs) I don't think it would. So I'm going to say it's a solid no for me, but I respect this person asking this question because it's very Cad funny. Cad Bane I... x Reiko Hardeen. Wait, pause. What if, pause, if you're saying, if you're saying Reiko Hardeen, what if, what if the actual real Reiko Hardeen actually hooked up with Cad Bane? Cad Bane's like, why doesn't he remember me? <laughs> Stop. Oh my yeah. God. Next question, Ollie. Wait, that no, because I need to, I, I need to voice my opinion on this because like, I, I don't like it, but I would like to say I find it with Racco Hardeen thing, I find that extremely funny. But I'd also love the idea if like Cad Bane finds out that Obi-Wan, like he, he's like, damn, this guy looks very fuckable in this bar. And then like he finds out that it was Obi-Wan and he was like, never mind. Like the fact that it was Obi-Wan <laughs> ruins it for him. I do like the idea that we're saying like, would Obi-Wan do it? But like, would Cad Bane? Cad Bane no. sees Obi-Wan and says, no way. No, no, no. I think they're, they're both the same. I think they're both sluts. And I think, but the, but they both would have been like, mm, that's not my type. Not, um, I'm good, actually. Oh my they're God. They're that fucking, they're the fucking quote. It's like, I'm not a slut, but who knows? But they're like, I'm a slut and I know. And I'm not going <laughs> to do this. Okay. I just, okay. Um, so that wraps up all of the questions I have. Please continue to send your questions to our TikTok Q&A. Um, we're always looking at them, and they some of them are so good that I just haven't gotten to yet. Um, so now is um, everybody's favorite segment, Name That Ship, where some one of our hosts brings us a cursed fan fiction. 
and the rest of the hosts have to guess just by the tags and the summary description what ship it is. Um, so this week we're gonna start with Ollie. Awesome. I'm. I did find this one a little while ago. This one's kind of an oldie. Um, it's not that old, but it is. Um, it is aged. Um, it is rated like when it was posted, or like yeah. Oh, um, like it, what, it's when? rated. I'll get there. It's rated general audiences. Um, it is called uh, Day Part One. Um, it is day? a part. Of, it is a part of a series. Stop with the rough day. It's not rough day. The characters are character A, character B, original female human character. The additional tags are former Jedi character B, mentions of child abandonment, regret of said abandonment, character B just wants to be a good dad. And then the summary is character B sees a cadet who looks familiar. Who is she? That's it. Wait. Wait. Okay, so character B was a Jedi? In this, yeah, they are formal, former Jedi in this. What era is this set in? Or um, what era is the character from? Not what era is it So set this in? is set, like, like um between uh, Revenge of the Sith and, um, and I guess, like, A New Hope. So, so sort of like, like the um, Cal Castus era. So no, it's, it's, it's probably closer to the Rebellion. So oh, Rebels gotcha. era. Okay. It's yeah, it's probably close to Rebels era. It doesn't give right. like in a specific date, but these characters could probably be anywhere from like mid, like probably like ten BBY to zero BBY. Is, is it a gay ship? It is. Is character B like are they an actual former Jedi or is it just for the no. purpose of this fic? It so character B is not a former Jedi. This is an AU where character B was a was a former Jedi. Is this character a clone? They are not a clone. Are um, any of them clones? They are not. I will give you this little nugget. This is an AU where character B is a former Jedi. Character A actually is canonically a former Jedi. Is character are, A Obi-Wan? Are Obi -Wan? they in this? Hold on. Character A is not Obi-Wan. And what what did you say, Claudia? And is character A a Jedi as well in this? Or no, no, they are not a Jedi in this. Hmm. Wait, are they are they men or are they women? They are men. Okay. Are they characters who are originally from this period or are they transplanted? No, this they are from this period. Is this a popular ship or is this like kind <laughs> of a crack thing? Is this one is, of them Kanan? It is not Kanan, but they are both characters who know Kanan. <gasps> is are is one of them Zeb? <laughs> no. Is Wait, one, one of them Callus? One, one of them is Callus. No! Is, is character Callus? B Callus? Not Jedi Callus! Callus is character B. Okay, so it's Callus. <laughs> fuck is Car Callus is character B? The, the other one is a Jedi. Former Jedi. Canonically. Is it, is it Ezra? Anakin? No, is it's it? not. It's not Ezra. What did you is say, it Anakin? It's not Anakin. No. Oh god, thank god. It is someone who Callus actually canonically knows. Not Quizzy! It is Quizzy slash Callus. Not Quizzy! Um, Not the plot of this is that this was written in uh, 2015. Holy um, shit! The plot of this is basically that Callus had like a Padawan and he thought she got killed in Order 66. But then he sees someone who looks just like her as a cadet 
the Imperial not, Academy. Not, not Padawan. Not pa no. Wait, is this shipping her with them as no, well? No, it's no. Oh, it's okay. just shipping. Ooh, it's no. So it's the summary is Callus sees a cadet who looks familiar. Who is she? And it's it's former Jedi Callus. Um, Callus just wants to be a good dad. I can't deal with this. So I'm I sorry. do love. Fucking, I do love fucking step parent quizzy. I'm like, I'm like, this honestly wouldn't even be that bad if it wasn't for the other character in this being fucking quizzy. It's always for quizzy. Those, wait, for those fucking listening quizzy. at home, when we say quizzy, we mean the Inquisitor. The Grand Inquisitor. The Grand Inquisitor from Star Wars Rebels. We call him quizzy. I love you, Quiznos. I would do anything for you. Or Quiznos. Fuck <laughs> Quiznos. Would that make their ship name Qualys? I love Qualis. Um, so, I feel like if I read off all the relationships, just based off the other characters who are in this fic, you will figure out who the main ship is. So I'm not going to uh, give you the other characters. But the additional tags for this ship are, or this fanfic are, um, this is, this is rated E for explicit, by the way, or was it rated E? Yeah, it is. So, uh, it's sex, blowjob, anal fingering, kissing, neck kissing, voyeurism, orgy, everybody wants character A, possessive behavior, jealousy, I don't know how to pronounce this person's name. Piet and Thrawn will totally kill each other. Piet? Admiral Piet? Piet? Yeah, Piet and Thrawn will totally kill each other after. Um, Krennic is a kinky boy, lol. No! I'm too tired to write all the one-sided shit with character A. Generally sexy shenanigans of the Imperial variety. What have I done? Character B did not get his face messed up. <laughs> He's a handsome devil here. This is Nayu, where character A and character B are married, and character A is, no, char yeah, character A is uh, the royal consort. Is character is this, A Eli Vanto? Is it no. Tarkin or Krennic? Are we Tarkin or, or, um... Tarkin is character A. Is it Anakin? Ah! It's not Anakin. Anakin? It's not Anakin. Wait, is shit, is it Crosshair? No. Crossfire, okay, I, 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 hate, I hate it. As soon as you said explicit and many characters, I was like, no, not it being an ort. No. Okay. okay. Wait, you said that one of them has does not have their face fucked up, so normally they would. Mm -hmm. It's not Anakin. <laughs> and it's not Anakin or Crosshair. It's not. Calus? This is a fic from 2017, by the way. What? Kylo Ren? No. It's not no. wouldn't Bestie, wouldn't he be, like, unborn at this point? Wait, so <laughs> they're, they're the only character all... whose face got messed up. Leave me alone. So they're all Imperial characters? Mm-hmm. Is this a gay ship? Is it quizzy? It is a gay ship, and it's not quizzy. <laughs> I know, think you about, just um, think about this ship, last... But... Think about this last tag that I gave you guys. Uh, it was character A is someone's consort. Character A is the royal consort. Is it Palpatine? It is Palpatine. No! 
<laughs> I want to read the um, relationship tags now that you t you all oh, know. God, I'm it sorry that steep. I was about. I was literally about to ask, like, is the other character Price? Not Price. <laughs> but uh, I messed up, like, or talking Wait, to the are, main character. B is Thrawn but... in there? Thrawn is in here. No, oh, no, but it was um. Sheev Palpatine slash Wilhuff Tarkin and past Darth Vader slash Wilhuff Tarkin, one-sided or synchronic slash Darth Vader, Thrawn, and Firmus Piet. Piet, I fuck. And then mentioned. Mentioned. That, that wasn't a ship, that's just them. And, like. And then mentioned Thrawn, Maximilian Veers. And then one-sided, everyone next Wilhuff Tarkin. No! Everyone slash Wilhuff Tarkin? That seems yeah. kind of bold. Not me. I'm fucking this going insane at this. This, this is, is like homophobic. You know those room those those memes that are like, I consent, I consent, I don't, and it's Jesus. That's like how I feel when it says everyone <laughs> slash will have Tarkin in this ship. Like yeah, Ron, this I'm I'm so sorry. Feel ugly ass bitch would do that to you. Oh my oh god. My I god. can't fucking believe who is writing fucking. What is their ship name? Any? I was about to say Thralpatine, and I realized that was Thrawn slash Palpatine. So that one. It would be Tar Tarkatine. Not Tarkatine. Wait. Oh, Tarkatine. Wait, wait, I have it. It's it's Tidious. <laughs> Tidious. Wait. So and wait. with that. So I have prepared another fic for you all. I love this is a Jess centric episode. <laughs> Ew. Okay. Again, I feel. If I read all of the relationships in this fanfic, it might give it away, but I will read um, a couple of them because I just, like, one of them was sending me, was uh, Barius Afi slash Ahsoka Tano slash CT7570, or er, 67 Rex. What? Girl, get out! Barius slash Ahsoka slash Rex. Are they just like a, sa a side ship in this? Yeah, they're a side ship in this. Huh? There's also um, Padme slash Anakin in this. And, um, yeah, no, I'm not going to read the other, like, ships be in this um, fic because they will give away one of the characters. But the additional tags are Sith AU, Dark AU, Evil AU, Lots and Lots of Evil, Masochism, Happy Ending, All Things Considered, Wonderfully complicated relationships. Fix it where they all live, but the galaxy is still kind of screwed. Maul and Dooku don't become Sith. So, okay. So is this about a Jedi who turns to the Sith? Um. Yeah. <gasps> well, One of, um, character, so... character is a Jedi who, in this fic at least, becomes a Sith. Is it Obi-Wan Obi Kenobi? It is Obi-Wan Kenobi. I mean, is it Cody? <laughs> it is not Cody, although one of the background ships is like implied was a... No, oh, it's not even a ship. It's just Cody and Obi-Wan as one of the, the, okay. the relationships. Oh, oh no. Is this a gay ship? It is a gay ship. <laughs> is it Maul? It is not Maul. Is the character, is the other character a force sensitive? No, they are not. Are they a clone? Rex? They are not a clone. <laughs> Snap. Rex can't date are they another Jedi? One, Claudia. Wait, I remember they are not a Jedi. <laughs> is it, so they're not, is it Hondo Onaka? It is not Hondo. <laughs> is it Cad Bane? 
it's okay, not wait, Cad Bane. So let's, it's let's, not, let's it's not a it clone. Down. It's not a clone. It's <gasps> not a Jedi. Is, is it, it a, a senator? It is a senator. Is it Bail Organa? It is Bail Organa. <laughs> I, I okay. share a brain cell, by the way, because all three of us said, "Is it Bail Organa?" at the same time. I hate to break this to you, but now that I've said it, I have definitely seen this fan fiction because I do remember seeing oh Cody, or I do remember seeing Rex slash Ahsoka slash Barris being like, "Whoa!" Um, this is a fic though from 2016, and the Bestie, summary, what? and it is also what? part one of twenty. Bail run, I will, yeah. Bail I run. will give you the summary of Obi-Wan Kenobi and Bail Organa make a pact to destroy Sidious and his public mask for their personal goals and gain while slowly gathering an ever-growing twisted family. And Obi-Wan becomes a Sith? <laughs> yeah, um, they start off like, we're gonna, like, you know, destroy Palpatine. We're gonna save the the galaxy but uh, somewhere along the line they both become evil i guess like obi-wan <laughs> becomes a sith and like bail you know is just I like i would be so I down for this if it too. didn't have ahsoka barris and rex in the back i can't deal with this like if it was just ahsoka and barris that's another story but the fact that they threw rex in there too and it was just like rex get out of there the idea, the of, the idea of rex and barris interacting is very funny to me <laughs> the idea of the two of them looking at each other being like fuck no Thank you so much for joining us this week for RuPaul's Pod Race. Um, our episodes usually drop on Sundays. Um, for updates and Star Wars news, especially updates on uh, Star Wars Visions, which we just watched the panel for right before we recorded this, um, and we dropped, uh, we live tweeted the panel, and we have some highlights that we put on TikTok um, and more cursed shit um you can follow us on social media at rupalps pod race we're on twitter instagram and tiktok um and we love and we love getting questions especially in our tiktok q a um if you enjoy our show please consider leaving us a review on apple podcasts even if you don't listen using apple podcasts leaving us a review there really helps um we'll see you next week for another episode may the force be with you and don't crip it up waka 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 waka. To quote Mel, waka waka.